He likes movies, she likes movies, we like movies, they like movies, Living Room Theater! Welcome to Living Room Theater, I'm Keith. I'm Rachel. And we're going to talk about some movies, break it down into his, hers, ours, and theirs. But first, Rachel had a question about why do we decorate Christmas trees? So we'll answer that. How it all got started. Long before the advent of Christianity, plants and trees that remained green all year had a special meaning for the people of winter. Um, just as people today decorate their homes during the festive season with pine, spruce, and fir trees, the ancient peoples hung evergreen... What's that word? Bows? Boughs. Boughs? What's a bow? A branch. Well, they just say branch. <laughs> uh, evergreen boughs over their doors and windows. In many countries, it was believed that evergreens would keep away witches, ghosts, even spirits and illness. In the Northern Hemisphere, the shortest day and longest night of the year falls on December 21st or December 22nd. And it's called the Winter Solstice. 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 <laughs> many ancient people believed that the sun was a god and that winter came every year because the sun god had become sick and weak. We should give him some chicken soup. That's, yeah, if it's happening at the same time every year, maybe we should get him actually like checked out. Like maybe get him it's a, a shot. Yeah, maybe it's like just a seasonal thing. Maybe he's got seasonal allergies. Perhaps. Just need some rest. Uh, they celebrated the solstice because it meant that at last the sun god would begin to get well. Um, evergreen boughs <laughs> reminded them of all the green plants that would grow again. When the sun god was strong and summer would return. Um, let's see. Egyptians worshipped Ra. Blah, blah, blah. Ah, Germany is credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition as we know now know it in the 16th century when devout Christians brought decorated trees into their homes. Some built Christmas periods of wood and decorated them with evergreens and candles if wood was scarce. That seems dangerous. Mm -hmm. It is a widely held belief that Martin Luther... Not to be confused with Martin Luther King Jr. No, just Martin Luther. Um, the 16th century Protestant reformer first added lighted candles to a tree. Walking toward his home one winter evening, composing a sermon, he was awed by the brilliance of stars twinkling amid, amidst, 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 amidst. Among. <laughs> He was awed by the brilliance of stars twinkling among evergreens. <laughs> to recapture the scene for his family, he erected a tree in the main room and wired its branches with lighted candles. Most 19th century Americans found Christmas trees an oddity. The first record of one being on display <laughs> was, was in the 1930s by the German settlers of Pennsylvania. What was that? Was that applause? That was my German Pennsylvania clap. I watched the sound of music. Give me a break. All right. Although trees had been a tradition in many German homes earlier, the Pennsylvania German settlements had community trees as early as 1747, but as late as the as the 1840s, Christmas trees were seen as pagan symbols uh -huh. and not accepted by most Americans. Dun, dun, dun. 
It is not surprising that, like many other festive Christmas customs, the tree was adopted so late in America. To the New England Puritans, Christmas was sacred. The Pilgrim's second governor, William Bradford, wrote that he tried hard to stamp out pagan mockery of the observance, penalizing any frivolity. <laughs> the influential Oliver Cromwell preached against the heathen traditions of Christmas carols, decorated trees, and any joyful expression <laughs> that desecrated uh. that sacred event. In... 1659, the General Court of Massachusetts enacted a law making any observance of December 25th other than a church service a penal offense. <laughs> People were fined for de hanging decorations. That stern solemnity uh, continued until... The solemnity. <laughs> uh, continued until... The 19th century, when the influx of German and Irish immigrants undermined the Puritan legacy. Uh, let's see. In 1846, the popular royals, Queen Victoria and her German prince Albert, were sketched in the illustrated London News standing with their children around a Christmas tree. And then the Christmas tree had arrived. Um, by the 19, or I'm sorry, by the 1890s, Christmas ornaments were arriving from Germany and Christmas tree popularity was on the rise around the U.S. It was noted that Europeans used small trees about four feet in height, while Americans liked their Christmas trees to reach from floor to ceiling. Booyah! Let's see. The early 20th century saw Americans decorating their trees mainly with homemade ornaments, while the German-American sect Continue to use apples, nuts, and marzipan cookies. I'd like to eat some marzipan this year. Which one is marzipan? Is it the one that tastes like almonds? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think I like marzipan because I thought it tasted like a nut or something. No, I thought marzipan was like a jelly. Like a, like a fruity. Alright, hang on. Let's, we'll check on that in a second. Uh, popcorn joined in after being dyed bright colors and interlaced with berries and nuts. Electricity brought about Christmas lights. And then it goes into the Rockefeller Center tree. So I guess because of Martin Luther, that partially started. And then maybe they were hanging, like, apples and nuts and stuff to celebrate, like, that, like, the, the, the warm weather and stuff would soon be, be there. That the sun god would get well. Yeah, that the sun god would get well. And then from there, they were like, all right, well, we'll just get this little ornament of a Santa and Hawaiian shirt because it's funny. Sounds good. Yeah, okay. Does that answer your question? A little bit? A little bit. So what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about movies. That's a good topic. <laughs> Oh, wait, hang on. We have to look up Marzipan. No, forget Marzipan. Our audience doesn't care. All two of them, they'll be able to look it up on their own. But, but what if they don't have access to the internet? Then they're not hearing us. Good point. All right, so what movie do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Oh, I forgot, I forgot we watched that oh, one. Oh, how could you forget such a blockbuster hit? I didn't even know it came out in theaters. It's like Blockbuster. It's gone. <laughs> Lodi. What? I don't... 
<laughs> it's like Blockbuster. It's gone. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know which one that was an insult to. Blockbuster or I just I don't know the story. I can't. We watched it. We watched mm-hmm. it together. I have no idea what it's about. And all I do know is that there's another one coming. I think you missed the part of the explanation, which was, they are shadow hunters? Yes, I got that part. And they are half angel. Oh. Yeah, because during the Crusades, all these guys were like, oh no, we're going to die, we're going to die. And then they did something, and like some archangel came down. And then, like, I think, like, he put his blood into that cup that they were all looking for, and they drank from the cup. And then all of them, and then any of their descendants, were all shadow hunters. Now, here's my problem. I don't know what they're hunting. Like, Demons. Well, but yeah, but they, they were like, oh, well, we have... they Because it sounded like they made truce with everybody else. The vampires, the werewolves and stuff. Well, maybe at least the werewolves. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everybody wanted this cup. Like this cup had disappeared off the face of the planet for thousands of years and then all of a sudden. I don't understand why it so here's what I think came about all again. There was a guy. Valentine. You see the Jonathan, Jonathan yes, Myers guy? Yes, the Dracula guy. Yes. He, uh, he was like, I want power. Give me powers, so I'll take the cup and I'll experiment. And then he did stuff, and then he was like evil, and he was, I think, in the in league with like the girl's mom. They were married. Well, that's what he says, but we don't know because he's kind of a liar. Could be a liar. We can't trust him. I think he's correct, though. In that, okay, probably because because werewolf man said. That he is the father to her, so... It was Werewolf Man, the... Luca, no, I don't know what his name was. The the boyfriend, it seemed like. Okay, yeah, at the beginning, started. okay. So then he, so... the Valentino... Valentine, what was it? Just his name? Valentine. Valentine. Was married to the woman from Game of Thrones. Correct. Seriously. And then I guess she was like, you can't do this. This is wrong or whatever. Well, we don't know. Did she? Well, she hid the cup and then she disappeared. Right. right? But then at the end, we're seeing that she like was just holding it for him. He was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. And then she just was like, okay, I'll hide it for you. Yeah. That's where I'm confused. So you don't know whether she was just hang, like hiding it yes. for him? Or she, oh, see, see, I don't know that either. So, plot confused me. And then I have to talk about the kiss. <sighs> Very rarely is there a kiss in a movie that, like, builds and builds and builds, and, like, the music is right, and you're like, yeah! And it's, like, a really good kiss. And I will say, I think it was a really good kiss. It looked really good. It looked good. The momentum, like, with the music building and and everything that was going on around it. Fantastic kiss. Yeah. But. And then the end happens. And I'm skeeved out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, why did they ruin and waste that really fantastic kiss? 
Alright, well, you know, hang on, because this, this brings up another problem that I have with the movie. So, spoiler, if, if you really want to see this, you find out that the guy that she's like, Oh, he's dreamy. He's my Edward, if I were Bella. I don't know why I made them from the south. And I, I don't, she doesn't actually say that. <laughs> she's she's very self. She's referencing books that inspired her book series. But anyway, uh, the that guy is most likely her brother. So then they're like, huh. but then at the end. They kind this of make is my it... big complaint because they're still being all flirty and stuff. Like, can I put my arms around you while we're on the bike? Yeah, I don't know if I believe that I'm your brother. What? They're <laughs> like, yeah, they're like trying to find an excuse. They're like, he's probably just lying. Like, we can still, we can still hang out and date. Like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. He's pro, he's probably a liar. If I ever found out that there was a remote possibility you were my brother, done. Well, I'm done with this. Why don't we just get a DNA test? Why don't they do that? Well, I was thinking that too. Maybe cause, maybe cause he's half angel, they can't? Maybe half angels can't get DNA? I don't know, maybe. Maybe? Maybe, maybe. Maybe they just need to ask the mom. What happened to her? I thought she died. But now it turns out she's just missing? No, she's not missing. They found her. Where is she? I think she was, no, she was in the hospital. In the end. With the werewolf man. He was over her. So she's in the hospital. Oh, that's right. But we and but we don't know what to do. Okay. And then there was the the other friend, Simon. I might be making that up. Sam, Simon, who got bit by the vampire, and they made a very deliberate decision to make the camera focus on his well, puncture wound. I guess that happened. That come that must come up in a later book, like City of Vampires, or City, of Vampires. City of Blood, or City of. But he never turned into a vampire. City of No Daylight. I bet that wound is healed now. So, but yeah, that was really, that was really weird. I don't understand. See, like, okay, because it's not the first time it's happened that you've been like, oh, these two are going to get to kind of, like, maybe. I mean, it was a slower build in, like, Star Wars. But then, like, they're just like, oh, we're, we're brother and sister. And then, like, that's it. Like, they then they have a very, like, brother-sister relationship. But they didn't have, like, a, a super, like... Sexy moment together in Star Wars. Well, no, that's because it was like 1978. Right. So at least it's not as creepy. I know that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. very creepy. Oh, that's. A- but even if even if they had had the kiss, the biggest problem is that later on they were still like, well, he's probably just lying. So like, it's yeah. don't worry about it. I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again. Like if they were just like, well, this is gonna be weird for a little while. Come on, sis. Mm-hmm. And then they got on the on the bike and rode away. Maybe this is like your Hunger Games. This is not my Hunger well, Games. Well, no, 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 no. Because I'm saying like your biggest complaint with Hunger Games is because I made the comment that if you read the book, it all made sense. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe because I have not read this book, it's just not making any sense to me. And if I would read the book, maybe I would think it was fantastic. Maybe. You gonna go read the book? Ah, uh, probably not. Okay. This this movie is for somebody. I'm not going to give it a no it's one. A, I think I would say this is a theirs. Probably. Because uh, the other thing is that this is very this has very has that has that feeling of being inspired by 
Hunger Games, and Twilight. Because. <laughs> well, no, because it deals with, like... Twilight, I agree with. I don't know about Hunger Games. Well, I think a little bit of the Hunger Games because they're making the female character stronger in oh. this one. And more of, like, a fighter, like like uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Gotcha. What's her name? Her name is Jennifer Lawrence? No, I mean Hunger Games. Katniss Everdeen. That's right. Yeah, that, like they're making her stronger and like a fighter, kind of like Hungry Games. So I feel like it's kind of a combination of the two, taking it somewhere different, but it feels kind of like it would be for those people, I think, especially. Hmm. What do you think? Bears. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I forgot we watched that one. <gasps> I've watched lots of movies. You watch you watch a movie without me. Uh, I watched two watched, movies without you. What movies did you watch yesterday? Pitch me? Perfect and Zoom. I which one is Zoom? Zoom is Tim Allen and Courtney Cox. Uh, two thousand six. I have hang on. Where's my phone? I gotta look this up. I've never heard of this movie. He is, they he used to belong to a group of superheroes that had been given Gamma thirteen in Area fifty two. And it caused his brother to turn evil, and he ended up in another dimension. Concussion. And then it's like 40 years later, and Zoom is now Joe Schmo working as a mechanic. But they know that concussion is coming back in like 10 days' time, and they need to like get a group together. Wait, 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 wait. Concussion is the bad guy? Yes, the brother. Like, his villain nickname is, like, Concussion. Well, Like, that's his, that's... That was his superhero name when he was a hero, Instead of being, like, Batman, or, like, the Joker's villain, he's like, have no fear, Concussion is here! Yes. That's, that's terrible. Well, they they all have stupid names. And, um... Zoom is a little bit... Unless Zoom, unless Zoom's superpower is that he's very strong and intelligent, but he's incredibly slow. (laughs) No, he's fast. Okay, it's like Zoom makes sense. Concussion is a terrible name. Is it Z O O M? That's how you spell Zoom. Oh well. So then they know. they get a group of kids together, and he's supposed to be training them, and he doesn't really want to train them, and they don't want to give them the Gamma Thirteen, so they want to bring out their powers naturally, and wait, yada yada yada. Wait, Zoom is okay. Zoom is a mechanic. Correct, and they the and the, then somebody comes to him. The Area Fifty Two people come, and then they're like, "You're superhero," and he was like, "No way!" And I'm, then something happened, and he was like, "I am a superhero." No, no, no. He he remembered. Oh, he just decided to be a mechanic. Well, he lost his powers. How did he lose his powers? He just did. And we find out in the end why he did. Does he get his powers back? Yeah. Does he find out that he really had them all along? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> But they're trying to save Concussion and turn him good again. I don't know. Rip Torn, you think, is trying to send him back, and Chevy Chase is trying to. <laughs> How? Where did you good. watch this? It was on. Um, it was on Stars, I think. On my way to Wreck It Ralph. I saw Zoom. <laughs> it was like on the same page. Oh, uh, because I was gonna say you must have gone past Rick at Ralph. Well, yeah. I kind of want to watch Zoom now. I'm, I liked it. I'm intrigued by this. It was it was funny. I have never heard of this movie before. Zoom. Mm-hmm. 
was cute. So, wait, they're using hand to try and train this group of kids? Yeah. This ragtag group of kids, yeah, right? Courtney, yeah, and Courtney Cox is, like, obsessed and has all the comic books, because I guess a big comic book series was made after all their adventures. Was there, um... One of the kids, was he, like, a... Was he, like, a rebel? Was he, like, I'm gonna pay attention to your rules? No, because that was kind of Tim Allen. <laughs> well, a little bit, a little bit. He was, like, the loner. He could go invisible. Was there, uh, are there any, like, famous kids in this? Like, um, kids that have since on been, yes. like, become somebody? The, the kid who was in The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> I feel like he was probably in The Cat in the Hat before this one. Yeah, probably. So, no, yeah. probably not? Um, I looked, and I, I, I recognized some of the things the kids were in. But I don't remember. No, like, standouts? Eh. Like, if you saw them, they might look a little familiar, but... I kind of like that, though, because I don't like when I know everybody. Okay. But yeah. So what would you what would you rate it? I think people should see it. You should see it. Really? Do you think do you think I mean, it's do you think it's one a lot of people would like or is it more like a niche mark? Is it like a there? It's it's like you and I might like it, but you think it would be like a. I don't know. I mean, you can't go. Obvious, in, obviously, it didn't do a lot of business. You can't go into it thinking it's going to be like the Avengers, you know, or like some. There's really no battle scene. At the end, it happens for like thirty seconds. I mean, is it basically just like a kids' movie? Kind of. Okay. So maybe it's a maybe it's a theirs, meaning it's it's for a select audience. There's a six year old girl who wants her name to be Princess, and she dresses up in like a poodle outfit and a bunny rabbit costume because she wants a costume and a princess outfit, but she can lift like five hundred tons and throw it, <laughs> and she moves bolted furniture and stuff. It's just. <laughs> Interesting. Cindy is her name. I watched that, and then I watched Pitch Perfect also. Okay. Pitch Perfect is the one about the, uh... The glee clubs. The glee clubs singing. The acapella clubs are not really glee clubs. The reason that, uh, What's-Her-Face is, is famous now. She's in a bunch of stuff. Anna Kendrick. No, not Anna Kendrick. Oh. Um... The the Rebel the blonde Wilson? yeah Rebel Wilson. She was good. I read that she had um, ad libbed a bunch of her parts and had them in like stitches constantly. Had them in stitches. <laughs> you know, you know, people laugh. That saying, you have them in stitches. Never heard. I've heard it um, when I'm wa- ro- watching reruns of Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Speaking of ad-libbing, yeah. can we go back to a previous um, movie that we watched that we need to enlighten our audience about? Oh, yeah. Can we Hang on. Can we finish Pitch Perfect first? Because sure, I had sure. a question about Pitch Perfect. Oh, go on. Pitch Perfect. There's, there's something that, I, that I've wanted to know. The, the song to come out of Pitch Perfect that gets a lot of radio play, Cups. Yes. My curious question is how does that fit in to the movie? Excellent question. There are four acapella groups on campus. And there is a... It's a college campus? Yes. Okay. And 
to get onto any of the into any of the groups there's an audition process where they all audition well they were told to audition 16 bars of Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone so everybody came out singing since you've been gone and Anna Kendrick's character did not want to audition. She didn't want to be part of it. She wanted to go to L.A. and become a music producer. But her dad said, you have to go to college because he worked there and she was going for free anyway. And then he said, you have to become part of a group. So she didn't know that she had to audition that. And she's like, why is something else? And so she like dumped their pens out of a cup and she sat down on the stage and she started doing the cup thing. And then she sang like 16 bars of that song. And that's all it is. Wait a minute. That's wait. That song is actually the lyrics to to a Kelly Clarkson song. No, no, she didn't prepare the Kelly Clarkson song that everyone else had prepared for the audition, so she sang that instead. Oh, which she had seen on YouTube. Correct. I mean, they don't say that. No, in the movie, but, but it's from YouTube. Yes. Okay. Okay, so that's how it fits. Okay. Yeah, so it, it has nothing to do with really any. I was trying to line. figure out how it would how it would fit in. I mean, it kind of does have to do with the plot line, but well, yeah. I was curious how they would fit, how it fit in. Okay, so what? So what did you think? Was it good? Yeah. Was it funny? Was it hilarious? It was funnier than I thought it was going to be. Okay. It was pretty fast moving, and it wasn't like it wasn't Glee. I was expecting Glee, like they would sing all the time, like. I almost feel like they're making fun of themselves instead of being like, we're super, I don't know, like, it put a different spin on it, because there were two commentators that were, like, making fun of acapella groups, but they were, like, real hardcore acapella people, but it kind of made... Wait, were they, like, actual acapella people, or were they just actors playing acapella people? Yeah. Okay. But it was, I don't know, it made made light of it all. Okay. Because of how, like, serious and... Is that a bad thing? No, it was okay. funny that way. It was it was nice. It wasn't I'm glad it wasn't the whole like fuzzy wuzzy Yay, Glee Club type. Like Glee? Yeah. Okay. Now do you think I would enjoy it? Yeah. Do you think most guys would enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Really? A lot of Breakfast Club references in it. Okay. And a lot of the songs that they were picking were not, are not like girly frou-frou songs. Like they were like current, a lot of like rapping and stuff. Like, cause it seems like it was marketed more towards girls. Oh, definitely. Well, but it, you think it'd be open to, to multiple, mm-hmm. multiple genders, like yeah. two of them. <laughs> yep. Yep. All two of them. Okay, so you would you say it's an ours? Maybe yeah. a little bit more of a hers? Uh, maybe, maybe. Slightly on that side of the, the scale, but kind of in the middle? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't cry. Interesting. Yeah, so I think if it was truly a hers, I would have teared up at some point. Okay. But I wasn't sad ever. So. Okay. All right, so you want to revisit... Yes. You want to revisit a, a movie? I do want to revisit Drinking Buddies. Drinking Buddies. Because we already loved it. I really enjoyed and it. And gave it two thumbs up. Yes. Now, can I step in for a second before you get to what you wanted to revisit? Uh, yes. Because I talked to somebody else that had seen it. They, it was a, they were a girl, but and they hated the ending. 
because they were expecting the, the you've got the, mail the, ending. The, yes. The you've got mail, the Harry Met Sally, the, the She's All That. Sleepless the, in Seattle. The um you know how Tom she, Hanks. How do you know? Running. How does she do it? Reese with a spoon. No, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know what to do. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she thought it was terrible. She thought it was, it was a terrible, terrible movie. She's like, I got the end. I was like, what? This is what I expected at all. Well, good. So, I guess, yeah, don't go in expecting that is the, is the point. But I just wanted to... Because I was surprised at your reaction, so I, I thought maybe you were... You were an outlier. Thinking you might be an outlier in this in this case. Probably. I think most girls are gonna be like, "This is ridiculous. I would never watch this. This would make no sense." Even though it is the most realistic portrayal of mm-hmm. how that would work out. But anyway, speaking of Anna Kendrick, drinking buddies. Fun fact, listeners. No script. They ad-libbed the whole thing. They came in to the shooting for that day with the basic premise of what their characters were supposed to do, and they just let them go. Yeah, they said, here's here's what you want. Mm-hmm. And some scenes were only shot once, because it was just perfect the first time. And I just, that makes me like it even more, and like those actors even more. So... I did a little checking on this, and apparently it's an indie movement called Mumblecore. Oh. So there's a bunch of movies that are like that. So we'll have to maybe see if we can check some of those out in the future. Mm. But, you know, it's funny because thinking back, there are some parts where I go, like, that seemed awkward. But yeah. now I know it's why it seemed awkward because they were making it up as they went. I thought that, too. And I'm like, wow, that's really good acting that they're able to, like... Make it seem that awkward. Because it was like in awkward places. Like, it, in real life would be awkward. Yeah. Where you would be stumbling over your words and... Like, there's a part where Ron Livingston gives her a book. Yes. And he's like, well, you know, no, like, the, the main character kind of reminded me of you. You know, I mean, he's a guy, but it's, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of just overall kind of things and style-wise. <laughs> and, oh, and I almost wonder if that was him, like... They were just like, you give her this book in this scene, mm-hmm. like to break this. It's a, you know, you guys are getting intimate, and then you stop and give her this book, and that's that's the scene. And he's like, okay, great. And then he's like, yeah, it reminds me of you. Oh crap, my character shouldn't have said that because she's a woman. Uh, you know, just I mean, kind of. So I wonder if some of that stuff was like by accident. Well, they're saying um, the little kiss that happens in the woods. That they're supposed to kiss, and they did, and then like pulls away, and then Ron Livingston just pulled her in and kissed the forehead because he felt so bad, like with the look on her face, like it was like a legit, like honest moment, like oh god, like I feel bad I kissed her, like in real life I feel bad I kissed her, and so he just like had that reaction, and they liked it and they kept it. That's very cool. Yeah. So, still drinking buddies. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I really like it. Now, it's been out a little bit longer, but so, spoiler on this part, skip ahead like two minutes, because I want your opinion on something I had this new theory about. So, skip ahead two minutes from like now. 
when Anna Kendrick says she's going to Costa Rica, is she actually with Ron Livingston? I don't know. That's what I was thinking, too. I want to go back and watch it again, because I'm not sure... Because she does want to go on the Costa Rica trip. And then she decides that she wants to go on the Costa Rica trip. And then but, she comes back early. But she comes back early, and which would seem like it would be really hard to do to come back yeah, to Costa Rica. I thought that too. And, like, it only seems like she's gone, like, a couple days. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering well, if... Well, a few more than a couple, I'd say, because it was all that moving stuff. There was the moving, and then they were, like, hanging out the night before, like, the day mm-hmm. before, I thought. Like, literally, I thought it was, like, two days. Still, anyway. So. I know. I was wondering that, too. And then, like, she was, like, hanging out with him, and he was, like, all pressuring her. And then she was, like, I can't. I can't do this. And then. I still think he would have been a better match for her. Probably. But she probably felt bad. So you think she might have. She might have been there? There's a chance? Yeah. I wonder. I should watch with the commentary and see if they say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I'll post it on Reddit. Hey, I think it was actually just about two minutes. So hopefully, if anybody didn't want it ruined, they actually did skip ahead two minutes. So we timed that pretty well. Great. Um... Zimon! <laughs> Okay, does that mean you want to talk about Despicable Me now? Yeah, yeah. So we finally saw Despicable Me. <laughs> we we were not on on the, the train with everybody else. No. The riverboat. Even though we saw it in Target, and <laughs> it it was playing on one of the you know one of the loops of where they play the different scenes in, in Target, and we're standing in that section. And apparently we had heard it a bajillion times. Well, yeah. Because he's like, we are going to steal, and you shout out, Zimon! <laughs> and then you realize that we're in Target. Like, you completely lost your spot in the world. <laughs> I was going to steal the moon. And you're like, Zimon! Oh, shit, I'm in Target. Ah, but I didn't care. I'd do it again. All right, let's go to Target right now. All right. 2010. It was only three years ago. I feel like we were behind on it, though. We, we, we just watched it this week. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, same time. We're behind on it. Three years behind. So, just wiggle me. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little... It's a little, it's a little touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's really good. It's really good for... Especially for a kid's movie. I think it's one of those that's more for an adult, though. I don't know. I have a hard time looking at cartoons for kids. Well. I feel like all cartoons are made for adults. I think it's one of those things where now they, they started, ever since Shrek, they really started, like, throwing in extra stuff for the adults. So I feel like now it's hard for us to pick up the parts that were intended, like, the stuff that's in there for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of extra stuff in there for for adults. Because adults are the ones that... Take the kids to see it. Mm-hmm. Um. Ah, uh, so the the minions. Yes. The minions are really big to come out of that, and everybody is obsessed with them. Yes. 
I'm not sure I get it. Mm. My biggest question is, what is a minion? Um, they didn't have enough budget. They were supposed to be, like, full-sized people. But their budget was too small, so they ended up shrinking them down, and the minions were created. Is that in the movie? No, that's, that's on the facts. Wait, I don't understand. Let me, let me see. <laughs> Trivia. Like, he was supposed to have, like, actual henchmen, but they couldn't hire, like, voice actors and stuff, so they are just like, let's make little minions. Originally, the minions were supposed to be more like henchmen, human-like, but the studio didn't have enough money for that. That's why they're all so short. That's all it says? Yes! Okay, so I guess, yeah, because maybe it took too long to... To draw the arms and the bodies. And render, and, th- and render them, and also... I mean, it's easier to make a little pill run around than it is to make yeah. bodies with the amount of them that there were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, they were all voiced by one guy, really. Mm-hmm. They had their language, their gibberish language that they made. Minionese. I guess uh, like they are fun. I like them. I like them better in the second one. Well, the second one, I think they're the stars. Yeah. They really got the spotlight in the second one. The first one, they're kind of like me. I think then they saw the response to them. Yeah. So how long do we see like just? I imagine the minion movie, like they showed in the in the at credits. the end. Mm-hmm. Is that actually a thing? Probably. I don't know. I could see it happening. Uh, now you? that Gru is married. I don't know if I could... Spoiler! Wa- I don't know if I could watch that movie. It would be so boring. It would just be them running around like it'd monkeys. And be, being gibberish. I would watch shorts of them. Yeah. Like, if they if they were doing shorts of the Minions, especially, like, recreating music videos or, like... Mm. I lied. They weren't boys to men. They were all for one singing, I swear. I apologize. You lied to me twice then, because first you said they were the Backstreet Boys. Then you said they were boys to men. I know. I just, I was having a hard time. And I'm not good with my... Despicable Me presents Minion Madness. Um, Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem 3. Are they like, maybe the short movies? 14 minutes, yeah, that one. Wait, Minions 2015. What is Minions 2014? Three new mini-movies from the creators of Despicable Me. I don't think this Minions is about the Minions. You think it's about something else? I think it's a scary movie, like a dark adult movie. Oh no, Gru! Gru was recruited by an organization to stop Scarlet Overkill. A super villain who, alongside her inventor husband Herb, hatches a plot to take over the world. <laughs> so wait, is that just is that just is that the next Despicable Me movie? Yeah, and they're just calling it Minions. Coming out in 2015. Interesting. Mm, interesting, yes. All right, so let's we start talking about the second one. Yeah, I like the second one. Which one did you like better? I'm not sure. How about you? I like the first one better. 
Because the problem is, the girls. Yes. Create a lot of like emotional sequences. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I didn't like that as much. I like Gru as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I like him as the bad guy with the heart. Yeah. Not as just a, just a guy with heart. Yeah. Who also used to be a bad guy. Yeah. Also. Because he's a funny bad guy. Yeah. I liked I liked him better as that. And he never was trying to hurt anybody. He was stealing them the moon. <laughs> like. But yeah, it was a little, a little too much. All right. But I like the. I mean, it's 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 a cute idea. Mm-hmm. And it's different, and I like it. But I like the first one better. So again, if you like animated movies, I'd say both ours. Mm-hmm. Second one's maybe a little more on the her side. With all the emotion. No, because the minions are featured more, so that that bumps it to a. I would say that section makes it more like a kid's. Yeah. I, I still don't. I still don't quite get the people's obsession with the minions, but. Oh well. I just won't understand it. You ever. won't. I don't understand your obsession with Batman. And Iron Man. Because Batman's awesome. Iron Man's awesome. Actually, Iron Man. Batman I get. Iron Man I don't get. Iron Man annoys me. I know he annoys you. I think we, I think we covered that in the third episode. Yeah. You don't like his cockiness. Correct. His arrogance. Correct. But I think he uses that as a defense mechanism. Eh. Like me. Mm. And now we're going to have to go to counseling. <laughs> Any other movies? I thought there was one more we wanted to talk about. I feel like we've talked about like 18 now already. There's a bunch we talked about. We talked about uh, Pitch Perfect. Zoom. Zoom. Um, Mortal in- Instruments. Oh, yes. I brought up that one. That was a surprise one. Despicable Me. Despicable Me too. So we talked about a bunch of good movies today. I feel like this is kind of a shorter, a shorter episode. That's okay. Because we t- well, we talked about Christmas trees. Correct. Which was a huge thing that a lot of people out there were wondering. Oh, I bet. Uh, Just more- wait till our Christmas episode. I think Christmas episode we might have to do like eight parts. Santa Claus one, Santa Claus two, Santa Claus three. <laughs> I can't wait. I love those movies. I can't wait till we have a Christmas tree so we can watch them. Over and 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 over somebody help me please again and again and again Help me Yeah we'll talk about all those movies I can't wait Tim Allen as Santa Claus you already talked about the Santa Claus movies Santa Claus 2 starring Tim Allen Santa Claus 3 Did you know know Tim Allen was in a movie called Zoom? And a franchise called The Santa Claus (laughs) He's also on a TV show called Home Improvement Nah He's also a stand-up comedian Nah He also got arrested for drug use Was that after Santa Claus? (laughs) Before Santa Claus Okay (laughs) 
Um, he was also in a movie called Galaxy Quest. Yes, which reminded me of Zoom. Galaxy Quest was really good. Then you'll like Zoom. I don't know. Galaxy Quest is pretty cool. I almost broke the glass did in this table. Did you know that Patrick Stewart did not want to see Galaxy Quest, and then somebody was like, I think the people, in, I think like he ran into people from Next Generation, and they were like, you should watch, you should watch Galaxy Quest, and he finally watched it. It was like, this is amazing. It was either him or Spock. Thanks, Patrick Stewart. He was like, I don't want to watch it. Where's Spock? Spock is real. It might have been Spock. What's his name? Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. George Takai was near us this weekend. And we did not go see him. I'm sure he's okay with that. Do your George Takai impression quick. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) You know he doesn't say that. Because he does. That's a stereotypical word. Oh, my. Wait, George Takai is Louis Armstrong. Oh, my. That was like a Yoda. Why would you? (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. I don't even. I don't even know what to say. I don't. You're just jelly of my impressions. Oh, I'm so jelly. Um. Oh man. I didn't get to sing any song segments. Oh, you should watch. You should do a song segment for. Um. Rachel watches movies on demand without Keith, because <laughs> he's at work. <laughs> Hang on. Good. <clears throat> Who should I sing it as? Whoever you want. Hmm. When Keith's at work and Rachel's alone, she sometimes has to go on demand. And when she does, she goes to premium channels and she finds weird movies to watch on her own. Yeah. I was like a little <laughs> Chanel one. I like that. <sighs> we should watch Elf. I almost did yesterday, but we didn't have a Christmas tree up, so I couldn't. So I watched Zoom instead. <laughs> We're just boring our listeners now. Yeah, but I'm entertaining me myself. Me, myself. I'm entertaining myself. Oh. oh, Captain, I'm entertaining myself. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, man. Victor, 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 Victor. Hang on. Can I also mention that um, in terms of things that we're that we're watching, um, I have decided to stop watching Walking Dead. Yay! Um, I just I I don't I don't care for it anymore. Yay! I find it boring. Me. And I don't care about anyone that's left. <laughs> All the good ones died. I don't know. It's just... It's just Rachel doesn't like zombies, so she wouldn't know. She never watched an episode of Walking Dead. Yeah. 
You know what we should do sometime? We should do one of your theme songs in a round. Oh. And then you sing it, and then I'll do it as Louis Armstrong. Oh. Or I'll do it as Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> or Dean Martin, I'll just slur my words. Do you believe in life after love? See ya!